This is The A. I'm Reg Clay. And Norman G. This is The A, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. (laughs) As always, we are sponsored by Central Works, a new play theater headed up by Gary Graves and Jan Sleifler. Central Works, reinventing theater one play at a time. We want to thank Central Works for sponsoring us and our wonderful consulting producer, Mallory Samara. We have a wonderful guest, Jake Fong. Jake, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great today. Thank you for having me. I just want you to pull your mic up just a little bit. Sounds good. Oh, Is that better? much better. Oh, that's much better. Fantastic. Yeah, Jake, you were part of the uh, the Baldwin Project. You were James Baldwin. And I, I say were because I think we're going to continue to be doing the Baldwin Project. There will Project. be more, yeah. You know, we'll see yeah. what it is. We'll see what it's shaped like. But here's yeah. hoping. You always yeah. hope for that, right? Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And uh, but I'm sure you've been doing a lot of other things in the Bay Area as an actor. Do you do other things artistically? Yeah, other things artistically. So I actually um, got a start at uh, theater first. And I worked there as a uh, production assistant nice. for uh, the participants. It was a wonderful piece where mm. there was a lot of short plays and short little mm-hmm. kind of like um, stage performances. And it was so big <laughs> that they needed to hire pr- uh, production assistants. And then I worked as a stage manager as well. Mm. Huh. And, but as on top of that as well, I uh, also do a lot of stage combat training with Dave Mayer. Yeah, yeah. And that's how Norman just roped me into being James Baldwin. I saw I him across the field. I'm like, ooh, there's a black man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Black man, Afro-Asian, mm-hmm. or Blasian, mm-hmm. or, you know, Afro-Chinese. Yeah, well, and I, and I associate that with being just very human, you know? Mm-hmm. We all happen to be of, uh, uh, of a uh, descent, you mm-hmm. know? So we, we happen to just all be human together and all have these identical... Ways of being right. that I just absolutely love. Exactly. Yeah, you and I had a wonderful conversation on our porch about just, you know, the tribalism that mm-hmm. we have in our country. And I understand minorities. Um, we unfortunately try to uplift each other by lifting our race, by stepping on another race or stepping mm-hmm. on other people. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're better than those folks, you right. know. And that's a wrong way of yeah. having pride. I can have black pride by not, you know... Saying somebody else is worse, yeah. right? Exactly, exactly. exactly. So or the, lesser. So the tribalism really has to uh, to stop. But um, I, I, I'm in favor of new tribalism, honestly. That's, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> no, I am. I, it's it's been a thought in yeah. my head for years now. <laughs> uh, Norman, how is your week? Well, you and I just as we were walking, and you were talking about we were talking about antebellum or just the the, the time, time before the pandemic, the yes. time before the lockdown, um, because there's so many efforts now to kind of go back. To mm-hmm. the way it was, and, and we really cannot go back. We must go forward. If we are going to survive, we must be intelligent. We must go forward. Yeah. But we all have this tendency to want to slip back into the old habits, including me. Mm-hmm. And then there's the confusion. So I was complaining that I'm, I've been running all over the place, which is used to be my pattern. <clears throat> I could have a job at the College of Marin. And then be down on the peninsula in Hillsboro oh. or farther south, uh, Stanford sometimes. Wow. Um, you know, in the same day, I may be two or three places. And that's a normal week for me where I might have, you know, in a, you know, a five-day week, in a five-day work week, I could easily be in eight or nine different places. And that was normal. I was on the road all the time. And that's the way it was. Then all that stopped. And while we were all worried if we were going to die, the comfort of not having to run anywhere to, to you know, get everything together, to carry this and that, was, was a dream. And so now being pushed back, slowly being pulled back into, well, yeah, we made this commitment. And oh, yeah, if I finish this at noon in the city, then I can get down on the peninsula by 2 o'clock. I just have to make sure I bring everything with me in the morning for my 2 o'clock class. I'm not liking it. I'm, I'm, mm. There's definitely a part of me that is resistant. So this week has been kind of some things came off my plate. So Central Work Show is still running. I'm no longer box office because oh, we didn't talk. Mm. <laughs> I went on last Saturday. <clears throat> hey, twice. Right. Yeah, awesome. I so we did the podcast. I ran over there. Yeah. Um, did the show. 
Nervous. I mean, people ask, how is that for you? you know, like, mm. Exciting is probably the best word yeah. because everything is excited. Does that mean that Dorian's <clears throat> mother is things are not looking good? Well, so I finished the first show. Mm-hmm. Dorian's mother was having some kind of procedure or something. Mm. Mm. Um, they were saying, you know, not a big deal, but she wanted him to be there. Yeah. He wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. So, yay. And he said, should be done, though, and I should be able to get, you know, to the show, to get to the city. Um, I finish up, everybody's saying congrats, congrats, it went pretty well, you know, um, felt like some new rhythms, felt like we really connected, it felt good, I could feel the audience responding, it was wonderful. Yeah. Nice. I pack up, I pick up my phone, and there's a message from the stage manager said, you might not want to leave yet, so I said, well, I'm still here, and immediately, it's like, here's the message I got from Dorian, Dorian's like, she's not... You know, the recovery is not going smoothly. So no problem yet, but not, you know, he was kind of hoping she'd be okay, you know, maybe resting and he could leave and she's not doing well. Mm. So so I'm like, oh, I'm going back on. I walked the stage. Mm -hmm. I ran my part and I walked the stage and then I went and I took a little nap. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then I got up and I did the show, and it felt a lot smoother. It felt a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I felt a lot more in control. Also, it was a double double. <clears throat> it was like a matinee and the evening yep, Saturday, show. Saturday yep. matinee it. and Saturday evening show. And then the next day, Dorian was back, and everything's been smooth. And okay. And if I don't go on, I still get to put this on my resume. So oh, absolutely, <laughs> I'm done with that. And that's right. I'll start looking around the country to see if anybody's doing this show because I didn't already memorize the part. You may as well just hire me. <laughs> no, that is well, it's awesome, but also I wish Dorian's mother the absolute best. Absolutely. Well, that's yeah. What I would love is if Dorian's agent suddenly said, "You know what? They're loving you for this thing. You got to be down in L.A. on Saturday." <clears throat> yeah. I would love that. You know, <laughs> if I get to go on again, I hope it's because Dorian's career is taking a step up. Yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, that is. And, you know, actors supporting each other. You know, Dorian felt comfortable enough to, you know, to let you know. And we talked about this right. on the last episode. Hey, I'm having some issues. You know, can you can you can you go get on? Go right. on. Right. So. Oh, it was. No, I went to because I'm supposed to see the show once a week. So I went a week ago Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Mara and I went. Finish the show, and I said, well, I just want to say congratulations and check in with people. Mm-hmm. So we go over. Dorian's in the lobby. He's on the phone with somebody. And he said, oh, here's Norman walking up right now. Yeah, in fact, yeah, no. So it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I think, you know, Norman will go on Saturday. And I figured he's joking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, ah, that's funny. That's funny. He's, he's, he's cute. Uh, and he gets off the thing, and he says, so, Saturday. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> And so I had a few days. Yeah. It's not like the... And people are bewildered at this notion. Mm-hmm. The way technically the understudying works mm-hmm. is the actors have a call. It's usually 30 minutes. Mm. They don't have to be in the theater till 30 minutes before the show. Yeah. Right. If he's not there, hopefully I get an immediate call. <laughs> you should... Get ready, yeah, and then call him to find out what's going on. Because it's easier to call me back and say, "Don't get on that train," or "Don't get, you know, don't get on the freeway, don't get on the bridge." Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I need thirty minutes. I'm supposed to be within thirty minutes of the mm-hmm. theater. Well, I live in Oakland. I'm like, if there's no traffic and a parking space in front of the theater, <laughs> yeah, thirty minutes, no problem. Otherwise, yeah. So yep. what I've been doing is. First, I was doing an hour, which the stage mm-hmm. manager doesn't like. And then I was doing 15 minutes. And the stage manager's Luell. Luell Senores. Yes. Right on. Um, and then he was like, yeah, you don't need to do that. And, you know, he doesn't know anything an hour before. So lately, I've just been doing like 15 minutes. And he's like, well, I'm sa- all I'm doing is telling you where I am and how close I am to Bart. Or if I'm in the city. Mm-hmm. Right. Just so you know. We should do- yeah. if you call me and I'm in Oakland... Your show is not going up at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock. That's not happening. It's just not. Yeah. So we should do a special episode on just the understudy because, you know, there's a whole, you know, understudying, of course, you have to, you know, learn your lines and all that sort of stuff and simply be ready. But also the, because I remember going back to, I remember uh, I had a role. This was a a play called The Drunkard. And I was working with one actor, my scene partner. Mm -hmm. And then... 
the way the show was going, the understudy would come on out of May like the second week or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the dynamic between me and him, and it was like a comedy piece. We were like right. a Abbott and Costello thing. Sure. <laughs> like a black Abbott and Costello. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I've got to run more lines with him. The right. understudy because the timing is totally different. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And so, like, did you was the dynamic? Of course, with the scene partner well, that you're working it's with. It's not different for me because I didn't have the luxury of knowing what anybody else was doing except for what I saw, and right. I only saw it a couple times. Right. Um, but I was. I'm going to point back to an earlier. In fact, one of the first congratulations I got was from an old friend. We understudied together. That's how we met. Mm-hmm. And. He got to go on. It was a Love's Labor's Lost, Shakespeare. And he got to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God. I'm going to say Aggie Cheek, and that's not right. Um, it's the similar character in... It, he's an old um, Tudor scholar type. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of out of touch, but, you know, lots of verbiage. Yeah. In Love's Labor's Lost, the character speaks a lot of faux Latin. It's not real Latin. Like, you try to look this stuff up, and it's hard the actor who won the role was exactly, he looked, ex- you know why they cast him, because he mm-hmm. looked exactly what you'd expect. One of those beards that looks like a bristled brush <laughs> coming off. <clears throat> yeah. You know, tall, thin, yeah. gray, a little bit creaky in, yeah. the, in the joints. But he came in and gave to all of us a list of the words. And the Latin word, it was, you know, misspeaking. Mm-hmm. And what the, um, what the real meaning of that was. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of work. It was also weird to pass it out to the cast. Why do I care? Um, Unless I'm on stage with you and I'm supposed to know what you're saying, it doesn't make any difference. And this is the point. Shakespeare purposely created a character where even the educated people wouldn't have a fucking clue what he was saying. Yeah. So this guy breaking it all down was nice, but my buddy got to go on for him one weekend and suddenly that scene got laughs. It was the only time in the run that that yeah, scene got laughs. Because he understood what the role was, yeah. The role is, old dude, milkmaid comes in. Whoa, lots of curves. Oh, she bent over to pick something up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's Benny Hill. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, he was just like, ah. <laughs> and so the audience was rolling. And I was like, so all that intellectual blah, blah, blah. Yeah, for not. Yeah, right, right, yeah. exactly. You have to understand what the role is. But it also taught Mm -hmm. everybody who was on stage with him went and complimented him afterwards because the experience was... And I felt like I got a touch of that with Mm -hmm. mine. They weren't saying not Dorian, because Dorian is amazing, and Dorian is charming. Yes. Mm -hmm. He is wonderfully charming, and that's gone into the character, which gives the character not what you'd expect when you read the script. You expect some sort of schlub who sits in front of his TV... And spills stuff on his belly all the time. And that's who he is. And maybe Dorian's character is a little bit of that. He's also got a wicked sense of humor. Mm. Um, He's quick to quip all over the place. And he has a sense of groundedness. So this is a man who's had a hard life. But he still found a way to be grounded. And you don't expect that from the character. That's not mine. My character, I'm like, I, I'm i much more the, is this okay? I'm very tentative. Um, I, I am not quick. I'm not, you know, instantly right. going to the joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I brought different things to it. And my favorite compliment, and it happened last summer when I did Pericles as well, um, I heard things that I've not heard before. The director last summer pulled me, you know, stepped to me after the performance to say, I heard lines that I've never heard and I've never paid attention to before. I directed this, which means I've heard them throughout the whole rehearsal process. But today I heard them differently. I'm like, I, I, for me, my job is to make sense of my lines. So Mm -hmm. if the other actor didn't really make sense of that or just sort of barely stepped in it, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, no, it's a lot deeper. I'm going to see if I can hit that depth and still stay within the rhythm and still hit all the connections mm-hmm. right. that everybody's expecting. Because that's your job as an understudy, is to take care of everybody else on stage. Mm-hmm. Right. They're doing everything they can to take care of you, but it's to make sure that you keep all the rhythms and the connections. And I have a moment right before intermission where lights go down. I have to step up and put my hand up because somebody's coming down off a platform. Ah. And Dorian has done that. That's the yeah, way they've done yeah. it. So he said, this is one of the most important things. It's a blackout. 
Right. And this person is looking to get off that platform. You need right. to step over there and put your hand up. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like three or four inches shorter than you too. Mm-hmm. But I'm on my tippy toes. Yeah. Okay. No, that's smart. It is, it's really, uh, and you know, a lot of people can look at an understudy and, and not give it the... Um, the the you value, know, <clears throat> the value that it that yeah. it is, and mm-hmm. it is very especially if you pay attention to everything, and you have the advantage of watching what's going on, so yeah. you can pay attention to things that maybe the actor on stage isn't. Well, you're right. The director may be asking for something, and so while you're trying to grapple with what are my lines, where am I supposed to be, how am I doing this, yeah, you're also trying to take in that information from the director. Yeah, I get that all synthesized, and I get to decide what I want to do with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, we. I'm, let's, let's we're on a roll. <laughs> Definitely. I'm just going to run through the current events. If anything tickles your fancy, you uh, there's yeah. a big one. Yeah. So uh, we have a black female Supreme Court justice. Hey, today. that's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> Hyper qualified. Yes. So overqualified. Um, it's a shame that we can't. Um, when we maybe in another episode we can talk about Bruce Willis and aphasia. You know, just I'm oh, uh, the, the actor. I don't really know what aphasia is. <laughs> so, Go ahead. Yeah, essentially. So what that is is that he uh, will not be able to really remember his lines or oh. be present in scenes as much as he used to be. It, okay. When I was hearing about it, I was just like, So oh, it's developed. It's developed. It's, it's not it's, like it's, he... Okay. It's, uh, I think it was something actually that my aunt, who unfortunately is no longer over this earth, but she had something like that where she just couldn't mm-hmm. connect right. with you when trying to have a conversation. It's like, oh, how are you doing? And it, it was like one of those, she had this blank stare. Sure. And it was like, oh my God. Did, did she hear death me? On screen, yeah. it, it, it's just death on screen, exactly. Yeah. And that was from what I've issue. read is that he's having trouble, and I worry about this about myself. Mm-hmm. You try to find a word or a phrase or a clause, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm searching, I'm searching, I'm searching, and it's right. like this blank screen of death, blue screen of death, right? Yeah. Um, well, and, may may we make the space for it? Because yeah. I'll notice even yes. this isn't the first time that we have engaged Jake, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that as soon as I come to engage with you, it's almost like you take a moment to go, and I am happy and present in this moment. Yes. <laughs> and if we added that into film, because think about every film that you know that has a slow pace, that's maybe what they'll call it, mm-hmm. but it works, you just get sucked in. It yeah. makes a space for you to be in the story. I very much found that if you are taking the time to just be present with your surroundings and even just that quality silent moment Mm -hmm. it's very powerful to me just to see somebody just really just draw in and just take a even a little breath yeah Yeah. and it's very human to me yeah i do pay attention to actors who act without speaking Mm -hmm. you know there there have been plenty of times i've been on stage where the actor i'm we're doing a dialogue and they're like and you know they're waiting for their line Instead of really, really connecting and engaging mm-hmm. uh, with you, because that you know that's the difference between you know a good actor and a great actor. So, Bruce Willis, you know that's a horrible thing. Um, my mind is so. This morning I read that a twenty-seven-year-old uh, woman in Texas has been charged with murder for aborting her child, self-abortion. Mm. Right. This it's it's begun. You know. Uh, oh yeah. o- yep. Well, we've been waiting for this. Yeah. So let's get it to court. Let's do it. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, there'll be a real fight because it's just horrible. It's absolutely horrible that a woman who is, let's say, 19 years old is freer in California or Oregon than they are in Alabama. And already there are a bunch of women who are migrating, who are taking trips Mm -hmm. across state lines. Mm -hmm. And the waiting list is so long that by the time you can actually get the abortion and maybe too late because you've already hit that, I don't know, the right. second or third trimester or whatever it is. It's, it is just so horrible. There was a documentary uh, on Vice News of a woman who actually was living in Texas. She went across to Oklahoma mm-hmm. to have an abortion. And of course, if she was caught or anything like that, 10-year sentence, as you're saying. I'm, I just, I'm so perplexed on this. Why are males trying to control right. a female's you know, reproductive rights? I, I well, do not why. understand that. Yeah, that yeah. is why. Yeah. And Jake, you and I were talking on the, on the porch about retro versus metro America and how yes. there is this um, tug of war between the conservatives and the liberals. And, you know, the Republican Party, you know, have these extreme. And, you know, when Trump was elected, it 
galvanize, you know, this far right movement mm-hmm. within these states like Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, saying, hey, we can push these laws through and get our objectives in. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. who really cares? I mean, is, is, is your Cheerios going to taste a little different because some, chi- some, some 17-year-old, you know, got an abortion? Right. Um, you know, how does... Well, it's all those fights that they have been losing. Yeah. And for every little battle that they win... The, the basic underlying logic and humanity that they are lacking keeps biting them in the ass. And yep. so they saw this as the opportunity. Trump threw the door open. All of you. All of you crazies. We want all of you. We need all your votes. So, And the party has gone, oh, you're right. That's what we need. And it, they jumped on that. But we'll see. We'll see how far it goes because I just don't think there's much logic to it. And I don't think there's much humanity to it. You cannot call yourself pro-life. If you don't fully live that, if it's all about abortion mm-hmm. and you're not worried yep. about what's going to happen to those kids, are kids being fed? Are we keeping kids safe? Yeah, and and then you discriminate <clears throat> against those children who are born right. mainly of minorities because yep. I don't know they're taking up the welfare system and all that sort of yep, stuff. Exactly. Absolutely, it's it's horrible. It's really short sighted. Yeah. Let's get into an origin story uh, with yeah. a little bit of time that we have, and I, you know, just. Uh, why don't you tell everyone, uh, where were you born and raised, and how did theater, the theater bug bite you? Yeah, so I was born in Santa Monica General Hospital. I was Yay. raised there up until 1994. Okay. I know, it, it is still home to me because there's still <laughs> I, so I'm, many people I'm a there. Southern cowboy, so. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, but I also uh, was uh, raised in the Bay Area in 1995, and I've lived here ever since. Mm. I am so in love with the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. I just... I don't plan on going anywhere else. Where did y'all move to? So we so we live in uh, in this wonderful home in Kensington. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I was just showing Reg actually these photos. Beautiful pictures. Yeah. Beautiful pictures. My mother-in-law lives up there, and I've talked about. We could retire to this house because the view of the bridge in the bay and and the Golden Gate Mm -hmm. and Mount Tam. I'm like. Doesn't it feel like sitting on top of a mountain? It just feels like you're the king of the mountain. I just, I absolutely am blessed with this wonderful home that was passed down from generations. Mm -hmm. And I am, so I'm third generation in the Bay Area. My family has been here Mm -hmm. for over a hundred years. These are things that I unfortunately, unfortunately found out about after my father passed away. Uh, But, right, you know, it's one of those kind of things. There is such a rich history that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. As far as theater goes, oh, I, my father enrolled me in theater when I was 13. Um, and I have just been blessed with being a performer ever since that time period. Mm-hmm. I... Um, absolutely love just the dynamics of theater and that it is like working with a team and then playing sports because it is also working with a team. It is such a collaborative effort Mm -hmm. that I just absolutely love it. And I'm just thrilled with all the experiences and opportunities that have been granted to me through my life Mm -hmm. that have because of theater. I mean, theater is a way of being able to bring you out of kind of your own self, right? And being able to transform you into a different character or really giving you kind of this cathartic really like you know I, I actually loved it actually I was so I've been listening to previous episodes ah. and when you had Lauren Garcia on and you wished Dave a happy birthday and you said god his but I'm here, over here doing my tai chi and it's quiet practice mm-hmm. and then here's Dave with his students they're all going huh, huh. <laughs> and I just I started to laugh because I was like Norman that was me <laughs> oh no Dave encourages it right he, tells he, he is so encouraging it's acting. so it's you can make the mo- the smooth move but if you don't make the sound the audience might miss it when you make the sound they're like oh wow did you see that punch exactly <laughs> and, you, and what's so funny about that is i is i uh, have the had the benefit of learning from an uh, artist in hawaii and i heard this wonderful story where he was doing choreography but uh, not practicing any of his grunts or anything like that. And mm. sure enough, once he got on stage to perform, he, he, do, he does the move with a grunt, and he's like, his eyes get super big because he's like, I forgot the choreography because I did not practice my grunting. Right. Oh, <laughs> you, no, you have to. And those, those, um, those sort of shy actors, the people who don't want to take up space except when they take up space, Stage Combat Teach, you know, every moment you are on, like, if I swing on you, you better do the acting, because I'm not going to hit you, so <laughs> if you don't act... 
it's, audience isn't going to know what happened. It's for not exactly. It is one thing to have just this stone face of, you know, take doing the move and just doing the mm-hmm. movement, whereas actually giving the choices of just like what, why, <laughs> what I have to block this. Right, or, acting. Yes. He's yeah, ki- yeah, trying to kill right. me. Right. <laughs> so I, I just absolutely love just the performance and training aspect of stage combat. Where did you do where did you start? You said 13. I started uh, acting at 13 at King Middle School Yay. Um, with Richard Silberg, oh, my wonderful oh. mentor and director. Mm-hmm. He retired I think before the pandemic mm-hmm. and I was fortunately able to get his contact information and he and I have been in touch throughout the years. Sweet. Another wonderful uh, artist, uh, Amy Sass, who is yep. also my mentor and director at the time and she was actually one of the founding members of Ragged Wing who unfortunately yeah, yeah. closed down yep. um, but you know she is she and I have been able to have a wonderful relationship throughout the years as well talking and running into each other in the Bay Area and now she's off um, I believe in Colorado <laughs> in a very real way she's finding herself she's finding more of who she is outside of just being an artist. Mm -hmm. And she's Mm. discovering more of her humanity. And and also, I was on this wonderful program called Moment to Moment that they were doing during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I'll reference that, of course, a little later Mm -hmm. on. Uh, you had mentioned that you were involved in, is it Theater Works or Theater First? Theater First in Berkeley. Okay, yeah. Yeah. With uh, John Tracy. With John, John Tracy. Tr- well, yeah. and whatever's going on now, I'm, I'm unclear on what the leadership is. I'm unclear as well. Um, so uh, John Tracy, when he was stepping down, I was actually doing a stage managing a gig, uh, People's History of Next, mm-hmm. um, which so such a small world too. Actually, one of my former students when I was actually, uh, I was a teacher's aide out in uh, Kensington Elementary School. Mm-hmm. She happened to be in that program, and I was just like blown away how like just our parallel you know stories are coming into effect. And um, I was stage managing there, but that's when he was kind of stepping down, and I was just like, mm-hmm. and you know what, I need to reevaluate myself as an artist too because. I was being. I, I felt I was being pigeonholed into just stage managing. Oh, right. you stage manage? Let oh, me bring yeah. you on as a stage manager. And I was yeah. just like, y- you know, I, I appreciate these offers and these opportunities. I want to act. I right. want to train as a stage combat performer. Mm-hmm. I love that aspect of it. I love performing. Please bring me on as a performer. Mm-hmm. Right. When is your first time actually taking on a role? Um, taking on a role. So, I mean... Uh, I was actually uh, Mackers in uh, 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 in the uh, King production of of uh, you know the Scottish play. A Scottish play, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So I so I played the King. It's funny because actually I'm remembering they actually had this kind of cardboard cutout and paper mache head of myself after I get my beheaded. All right, <laughs> yeah. Bring it out on stage and hearing oh, the wow. audience's roar of yeah. reaction. So I love that. I, I well, the more they roar, you play. know, the more you did it. You that's did it. it. That's it. And wow, that's, so, that's pretty yeah. big. No, I mean that was your first one. Maybe. The, Macbeth? That was that yeah. was it. Wow. Macbeth was my first one. I, I'm not very superstitious, so yeah, Macbeth. I, Nothing's I, happened. Exactly. We're not well. <laughs> no, Will Smith got in a lot of trouble. Oh, and yeah. that's one of the things that people pointed out. You didn't see that meme uh, online? Oh, De- because Denzel Washington. Because Macbeth. of Denzel's oh. win, because they said the word in a theater. Yeah. Okay. Now the the superstition is you can say it outside of a theater. So we're not in a theater. We're in, yeah. yeah. True. We're in your little very studio true. setup. Yeah. So. Very true. Um, but yeah. yeah, but I mean, as a first role, that's heavy. That's heavy yeah. lifting. It was heavy lifting. Yeah. So I mean, and I think honestly, uh, like I said, I think I chalked it up more to the fact that Richard Selberg, as well as Amy Sass, had this faith in me mm. that they that they were like, he's athletic. He 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 definitely you know brings presence to what he's doing. So mm-hmm. I, and there's this wonderful picture. I unfortunately didn't bring it with me, but uh, a wonderful mm. picture of me just kind of like as a 13 year old with kind of this armor kind of going on as mm-hmm. Macbeth. And like, I have this look in my eyes, like I'm going to kill somebody. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I think that's I mean, why I'm just thinking about the lines bad. that you have to learn and just Shakespeare in general and 13 years old. I don't even think I did anything like that. It was v- such a trip. It is, it, it, it is really hard to decipher those words, especially as a 13-year-old. <laughs> Not alone, just, yeah, just right. actually reading it and just being like, what's that mean, huh? Yeah. What is going on? But then actually, oh, understanding that this is a man who's so vengeful, so kind of even hateful, mm-hmm. that it is like, oh, and I'm in my life, I'm not this person, so... 
this is an opportunity to then to yeah. express myself in a different form and function. Yeah. So it's very I, powerful. I was going to bring you in, Norman, because I yep. know you work with kids, and sometimes you do work with Shakespeare. I'm, I just started uh, this week with uh, Tempest. Yeah. Mm, but mm-hmm. just the whole getting kids to understand, yes, these are big words, but don't yeah. worry about that. This is the storyline, and you can relate to the storyline. Paraphrasing. Yeah, it. it's, yeah. And it's the lesson that I just did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I showed them uh, the scene of, it's Romeo and Juliet, the first, uh, it's the scene where they meet. It's mm-hmm. uh, the big party. Yeah. Capulet is inviting everybody in. There's a whole interaction between um, Tybalt and, and, you know, and then they, Romeo and Juliet meet. So mm-hmm. it's, right. it's actually the sequence right before. It's the Tybalt thing. So it's Capulet inviting everybody in, Tybalt going, ooh, there's our enemy. Uncle, we should do something about that. And Uncle going, dude, this is a party. You need to chill out. Mm-hmm. We'll deal with it later. I ain't worried about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's me putting it all in my language, right? To take the Shakespeare to specifically translate, to define all the words, particularly the archaic words, mm-hmm. so that you understand, you know that you understand every word, and then turn it into, oh, shoot, I ain't worried about that. To bring that energy to it, and it was funny because I just sort of naturally do it, or I shouldn't say naturally, but I have learned, I have evolved where I do this when I'm directing. So we're doing this show, the show opens with a storm, they're on the boat, and I'm like, for the bosun, you know, who's trying to navigate, there's somebody on the steering wheel, and then the bosun is actually trying to tell everybody what to do, keep the ship, you know, out mm-hmm. of trouble. And the king and his men come up going, what's going on? We're really worried. He's like, get your ass out of here. (laughs) And the kid said, can we cuss? I mean, one kid was so happy. Can we cuss? And I said, yes, in Shakespeare. So when you, what does the word hence mean? I don't know, here. And I hand him the lexicon, the the Shakespeare Mm -hmm. dictionary. What does the word hence mean? Oh, it means, it means go away. It means stop. I'm like, right. So... Get your ass out of here. So when you say hence, you better hear that. Boy, that kid just lit up. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing the role. And the bosun is only in the beginning of the show and the end of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, the bosun is probably Caliban or somebody like that in the original production, um, doubling the role. But I'm like, you're going to do this, and then we're going to see you walking around the island kind of lost so that when we finally get you and and create that story for where you're going and what you're doing. I've got 26 kids. So even if I stretched the original casting, it's like 21. So I've had to add in some Mariners, and I've had to add in, I've got four Aerials and two Prosperos. And yeah, I'm constantly, as we're talking about it, because I'm I'm trying to block the scene. So I don't have time to do the, the script analysis that I'm asking for. So I'm just doing it as I'm standing there. So when you say that you're doing that, what do you mean? That line. Read that line out. Yes, that's what that line is. You know, get your ass out of here. That's that line. Oh, okay, yeah. So you need to study the line so you figure out how Shakespeare is telling you to say that. (laughs) But that's what... And when you do that, I want you to stand over there and then, you know... And do and it was so wonderful. People have a natural tendency to want to come together, and I'm like, nope, especially mm. not on Shakespeare's stage. Mm-hmm. Keep about, you know, it's perfect for it's perfect for uh, COVID. Keep about ten feet apart, mm-hmm. right. especially if you're performing in a Shakespeare stage where you're outdoors on a large playing space. If you both come together shoulder to shoulder, that scene becomes a very tiny scene. You stand ten feet apart. I really love you. Well, why are you standing 10 feet apart? Mm -hmm. Now you as an actor have to justify that. Mm -hmm. I love you, but I'm not sure that you love me. I'm not sure that you're willing to hear me. So I'm going to stay distant. When we finally do get to a moment where there's a hug, audiences don't even recognize it, but that tension of that distance suddenly means something. These are things that are just in the back of my head now. It's what I do. And so, yeah, with the kids, I'm just, as I'm running along going, you got to understand this, you got to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. No, it's awesome. It's really, really awesome. Yeah. We're cutting it short. One last question for you, because it's 11 o'clock. No um, where do you see yourself doing now? I mean, we did next. the Baldwin pro- next. What are you doing the, 
we finished doing the Baldwin project. That's all we did was a preview. Thing. We did a preview, we did a preview, so preview. it's coming back. Exactly. That's true. But I'm sure you're working on other things, and you have other ideas as to what you want to do as an artist. So what do you want to do? Very much as an artist, yeah. I would love to be a master stage combat instructor. Mm. I would absolutely love to do that. I'm learning so much from Dave, and I always love just practicing and being able to fight really i mean mm-hmm. it's just really kind of a wonderful collaborative effort that, to do and uh honestly at school so here's a little backstory on this sure, so sure. um uh i i'm learning from ann galjor who alan Yay. sebastian chang she yes. connected us I, oh just the blessing of the being able to connect. The of the Bay Area. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the blessing of being able to connect and just run, get to know people. Mm-hmm. Anne Galjor, she's my instructor, and she um, emailed me about the Greenhouse Festival. I didn't initially plan on auditioning for it just because I was just like, well, you know, I don't know if I'll have the time for this. Mm-hmm. She emails me, and she says, I would love for you to come on audition. I would love for you to come and participate in this. And so that's what I'm working on currently. It's two stage readings at SF State. Yeah. Uh, happening May 1st the 8th I'll get you more information as cool. it comes yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. and I would love to have just as many people come out and you know just take the time mm-hmm. to, take, to take it in so that's what I'm participating in now I'm TAing with Dave broadsword training I absolutely love <laughs> it's a, such a wonderful weapon and of course mm-hmm. we're doing Macbeth versus Macduff mm-hmm. and it, it's the best fight scene <laughs> it's a great fight scene <laughs> at Act 5 <laughs> you know you gotta be the best at it and you have to give it your all so I love uh, doing that currently and um, yeah, I I have other I I have so many ideas, things that would want to bounce off just you guys. Yeah. Well, you'll be, back. you'll be back. Exactly, that'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. happen. No, it's awesome. When I think about sword fighting, I remember stage managing King Arthur, mm. and it's amazing the fight coordinator because there's a last scene where Arthur fights his son Mordred, right, who's right. trying to take over. But they began day one. The mm-hmm. very first rehearsal, they were like, "Hey, here's some wooden planks, and we're going to practice this thing." And we'll take it step by step by step. Yeah. And the actors at the very end, because they had been rehearsing literally from day one, mm-hmm. maybe a two-month period, uh-huh. they were just fluid with real yeah. swords. Right. right. Uh-huh. And you get a real appreciation of, you know, just stage combat. And it's physical acting. <clears throat> it yeah, is physical, physical acting. acting. You are with your body telling the story. And that's yeah. what I love about that. I am very physical, which is mm-hmm. why I play sports and which is why I love stage combat training. I, which is I why we're losing you to acting. baseball today. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. You know, they, they happen to kind of need me in the outfield. Ah! I, lo- yeah. I love this team that I play for. We're called the News. We, we have green uh, I just, I have the best teammates. I'm, I'm sure everybody says that about their teammates, but I my teammates hope. are really aw- awesome yeah. guys. I mean, uh, we call each other brothers, mm-hmm. and that's exactly how I feel about them because right. we yeah. have each other's backs. Yeah. So, yeah. Wonderful, now, wonderful. Now, that is fantastic, and uh, we'll get into other things. Of course, you'll be back. And uh, thank Love you for that. the compliment of listening. We actually have a listener of the A who's listening. Oh, he's told us yeah. he's heard, you know, episode one, you know. <laughs> I'm going to start getting Over in trouble through. with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You guys have had on some wonderful guests, Kehende, Lauren, EJ Gibson, my fusion brother. I mean, like, Uh, I just, I I love, you know, just the conversation. What EJ's doing these days? I hope film, because that's what he said he wanted. Um, Well, he, as far as I know, he's actually uh, coaching his his nephew Uh with his brother. So Mm -hmm. I think that's taking up a lot more of his time. Okay. But, you know, honestly, like, I check in on him from time to time just to be like, hey, hope you're doing well. I mean, I do this Friday check-in with people who I care about. Mm -hmm. Nice. I have a long list of people, but you know, I still I will go through my list and I will check in on. So when I check in with you guys, that's, that's what I'm great. doing. No, that's, that's awesome. Great, More yeah. people should do that. And that's and and I feel like very much that's how we remain connected. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like I, I try to do this thing where I check in on people. Otherwise, just once time, a month. Yeah, time just sort of. It just, it, 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 just it, it just goes right. And unfortunately, because it goes, it's like oh well, like you know, I haven't seen you in years. Well. I can change that by trying to check in on you, but right. hopefully once a month by doing this. Yeah. Um, birthdays. <laughs> I have none. Sorry. <laughs> I'm pulling. Oh, up. wait. No, I did. I did pull up some. I did. I've got some. Um, oh, okay. Go for sure. it. If you got well, Jake, if you. Yeah. You can Ooh, go and see. I didn't bring glasses, man. No, I did. I had them. Yeah. Your, your glasses were right there, I believe. Well, no, I must um, have knocked them down. Uh, so birthdays. Um, so a dear friend um, who unfortunately passed away oh, uh, at the age of uh, 96. Mm. She would have been 97. Uh, Joyce nice. Burt. 
she was a wonderful lady. She was like my surrogate grandmother, so that's a personal birthday. Um, Skylar Cooper, who's a wonderful Skyler! artist. Yes, I'm glad you know Skylar. Well, I'm mad. Skylar took my – well, it was Skylar's Othello, but it was almost my Othello. Oh, yes. I love that. So Skylar is working on this uh, film that, that he's doing called Worthy of Survival, mm-hmm. and I was able to check out a preview at the Roxy. Nice. And he hired one of my good friends, Crystal Gix, mm-hmm. as a as, as, uh, as his uh, uh, Jordan, I believe is her name. Um, Colin Mandolin. He's the general manager of Oakland Theater Project. His birthday w- right. was just at the end of March. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I w- wished him a happy birthday. I was able to see him last night, so nice. it was a wonderful thing. Uh, Matt Stanley, his birthday uh, was also at the end of March. And he um, just participated in the Rape Your Dagger class mm-hmm. with Dave Mayer. And he's got this wonderful presence and yet such a warm person. I absolutely love him. Uh, Mike Sagoon, who I met doing uh, stage managing at Theater First, he uh, played Larry Itliong in Seven Fingers by Jeffrey Lowe. Mm-hmm. He has a wonderful presence. I think Mike Sagoon has now kind of stepped back from acting, but he's a wonderful person, and I just wanted to wish him a happy birthday yesterday. Yay. Today is a frontline employee who works... Uh, who, actually, I won't uh, reveal where she works, but be kind to your frontline employees. They yes. all kind of deserve it. Yeah. You know, Samantha, she her birthday is today, so I wanted to wish her a very happy mm. birthday. Um, a good friend, Storm White, she is... Uh, directing a piece that I'm doing the stage reading for and huh? she's a fusion uh Laney fusion <laughs> fusion exactly alumni friend sister she's an amazing person that and program, so that program has created some folk it has created some folk so it's so it's got so it's got some you know uh, backing behind it mm-hmm. and fi- and uh, last two here my um young nephew Miles Stevens will be 1 year old right next week Very so nice. happy nice. early birthday and I look forward to wishing him a happy birthday in person mm. and my very last one is not a birthday but happy five-year anniversary to my fiance jessica i absolutely love you our anniversary is tomorrow yeah, and awesome. i am just so happy to that celebrate so with cool. her tomorrow yeah so thank you so much and folks. You got, so when is the big day the big day is uh july 2023 um, we've well, yeah, already got time. Yeah, we, yeah, we're taking our time to just plan out and and get all the logistics in order. Work, yeah. Make it in work. Um, photographer and videographer is kind of like next things to do on our list. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we mm-hmm. are super excited. We already have our venue, and we are looking forward oh, to just everything. That is awesome. On. Thank you, William Oliver the Third, who yes. is um, one of the Oakland Theater Project. Stalwarts, mm-hmm. former um, Fusion guy too. Yeah, and Fusion. Oh yeah, and I did see him. Um, I, I I had friends connected to Laney and and the program that was going on there, so I got to meet a bunch of people just yes. as Fusion was starting out. Yes. Greg Ayers, um, as an actor who I always love, I got to do um, Master Harold and the Boys, and he played our Hallie. Wow! Um, and he's significantly taller than me, and that mm-hmm. was always that was like we auditioned him. He came in. He was perfect for. He reminds me of Pierce, and he looks a little bit like Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that whole thing of Pierce Brosnan wanting to be James Bond and playing you yeah. know, the TV show, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. eventually getting to be James Bond. Greg was kind of that guy for us. It was like we would love to hire you, but you look way too tall for somebody who's supposed to be thirteen years old. <laughs> exactly, <And> little Hallie. <laughs> after about three auditions, we finally went. You know what? We are not going to find anybody as good as this guy. Let's yeah. just. They're all right. tall. Thirteen. I think Hallie's supposed to be like thirteen years old. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hallie, the future master Harold. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca Patterson mm. is a SF State alum, a mm. director. She's in, I believe, in New York now. Or maybe Canada. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, we reconnected a few years ago, and um, I got my show. We started the Multicultural Theater Project at State, yes. um, and as one of the first shows, we did uh, Dance in the Railroad, and I got to be in that play. And the show was so well, so successful that we actually got to take it off campus, and I got to do it at the Asian American Theater Company. Yay! So right on. You know, I will always remember fondly that Sarah Core is somebody I honestly cannot remember how we connected. But Core is it Sarah Corda? Core C O C O R R. Okay, I don't um, know. But um, you know, I know it's an old theater connection I have. Mm-hmm. Terrence Garner um, is a young man. I was a young man. I met through the African American Shakespeare Company as they were starting, mm. and now he's down in L.A. And last one I have is Melissa Hillman. 
who um, just hosted, that was the one thing I didn't talk about, was the TBA conference was last Monday. I cannot recommend highly enough for folks to get engaged yeah. with Theater Bay Area as it is starting a whole new um, life, really. Brad Erickson was the executive director and took the company, all but took us national, um, which is ironic because he really rooted into the regional identity of who we were and what we do. But um, but he would also, as like when there were the attacks on the arts, Brad mm. would be going back to D.C. and, and to New York oh, to good. talk yeah. and speak out on our behalf. There were programs that got started. Brad, I won't give him credit for starting them, but there were, you know, if you've ever heard that notion that every dollar spent in theater, seven dollars gets spent in the community because people go to restaurants, people get transportation back and yeah, forth, right. all this money that gets generated because people come and support the arts. Mm -hmm. Brad was part of that conversation early on. We are now coming out of the lockdown, and TBA is having to reconsider who it is and what it is and how to serve people, especially in this digital age. And that was a big part of the conversation. And then personally, I moderated a, um, a, a panel for playwrights. So mm -hmm. Melissa is now part of TBA, and she was sort of the coordinator for all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And she is somebody I've known for many years. She used to be the artistic director of Impact Theater. And I am excited to know that this is somebody who is looking at what the future of Bay Area Theater is going to be. So now is the perfect time to join that conversation. Her awesome. birthday is coming up a week from... Uh, Yesterday, week nice. Friday, or yeah. Friday next. Yeah, Friday. I'm I'm glad that you brought her up April fifteenth, um, because I had her on, but I didn't realize that she was doing all this wonderful stuff. So that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, my list: uh, Duran Garcia. His birthday Yay, was April seventh. Another fight oh, coordinator okay. <laughs> who turned yes. seventy two years old. Yay! Uh, do you know Duran? I do not know Duran. Yeah, no. no Duran's uh, Duran's awesome. The very first. Uh, so this has nothing to do with theater. Nicole Nicole Williams was saying. Very first girl I had a crush on, <laughs> and we still in, we're still in contact. And you're still with each other. in contact. Hey. Hey. She's doing fantastic. Um, uh, uh, Tian Kai is a um, Chinese actor. Uh, he and I shared the stage One Ten in the Shade, and he gave a wonderful interview. He was on the Yay. He was also on my other podcast. I'm an American too. Right. Talking about his view of American life as a Chinese national. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And awesome. uh, he he really gave us some wonderful stuff. Um. Heather Young, she is a uh, young Asian uh, American actress. Uh, her birthday is April the twelfth. Um, let's see, Fortunatos Yabut, who I call Forty, mm -hmm. a fantastic singer. He is a great, great mm -hmm. Philippine singer. Uh. He and I were on stage. We did Godspell together. He was also in my play Nia, the musical. Okay. Um, he was the uh, he was one of those guys. If I didn't get him, I wasn't going to do the musical at all. I had to have him. Oh, so wow. he's he's awesome. <laughs> An Asian actor who has soul. He can sing soul. So, you know, that's awesome. Fantastic. Um, and I think I have one other person. Uh, Ann Kutchins, uh, she was a, uh, she acted in a, she was in, I'm looking at the poster poster right there. Um, Summer Shorts? Summer Shorts, yes. She was in Summer Shorts Across uh, Wires. We actually did that production as a protest of the Bush administration. Oh, and so nice. she was a part of that. I love and that. And the last person, Paulo Salazar. And we had him on. Remember, he was the artist oh, who, yay! <laughs> who painted the thing. He's a Philippine uh, actor. Where and did you hide that painting now? Well, I've got other things up on the wall. but no, uh, I know. He, well, yeah. this is nice. But... Yeah. But, no, he's fantastic. He is a, uh, a physical artist. He Remember, he had his, he did an art piece where he was p uh, plastered on the wall. Mm. I don't know if you ever oh. saw that <laughs> on his website. But in any case, uh, he's doing fantastic. His birthday will be April the 15th. Happy birthday, Paulo. Shows. It's the same old stuff. Central Works, um, SF Playhouse. Yeah. So there are a couple of things. Jeannie Baroga, and we've talked about her. Mm -hmm. She she wrote a book, Turn Right at the Water Buffalo. She's doing a book reading at FUNS, the Philippine American National um, History Store or a Society. Mm -hmm. They have a museum in Stockton. In Stockton, right. And nice. that'll be April the 24th. So she's doing a personal reading. That'll also be fed via YouTube. And we have that link. Oh, oh yes, cool. I didn't realize nice. that part. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm working with the Pear Theater. They're doing pear slices. Yay! But they're also doing fresh baked pears, which are, is another. Uh, they're doing a, a piece written by Kimberly Ridgway. 
Ah. <laughs> so that'll be April 22nd and 23rd, and we have that link to there. Mm-hmm. Pear Slices, which I'm involved in, that'll be May the 6th through the 29th. I'm very excited. I'm doing two pieces by Anne Yubi Kabori yeah. about a Asian woman. Both of them deal with an Asian woman and her black uh, either boyfriend, husband, dealing with loss. And okay. it's real exciting. I'm having our first rehearsal uh, today. So... Uh, the link is there. Endlings, the Oakland Theater Project is doing that. That we'll uh, began April the 8th. So you say you just saw it? I just saw it last night. Yeah. Keiko yeah. Carrero's in it. She's amazing. Yeah. So go see it. It deals with uh, three elderly Asian women who mm-hmm. were involved in, I think, scuba diving, skydiving. I'm mean, huh. not skydiving, scuba diving. Scuba diving, okay. correct. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Essentially and that you just can't make any money from it. or It's right. very yeah. manual labor-esque, yeah, even in old age. And yeah. one of my favorite actresses, uh, Joyce DeMonico Hunt, is yeah. in it as well. Oh. Uh, um, and so we have a link to that. Intimate Apparel, uh, that uh, is... I thought it closed. No? Well, it, it ends April the 16th. Oh, no, it didn't. That's right. Margot and I bumped into each other at the conference. Nice. And she said, no, we, we, we're, we're still... Yep. Kari Moy is in that. We have the link to that. Steel mm-hmm. Magnolias, that'll, uh, it's, that'll be opening on the 14th, ending May the 15th. Eko Yamamoto is in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sierra Repertory Theater, that's, that's who's doing oh, Steel Magnolias. Geez. That's a hike. <laughs> Coffee Lady is still running at the Awesome Theater. Annie McGorry is in the show. Usually she's writing, but you know now mm-hmm. she's in the show. Uh, actually, the piece was written by Bridget Dutta Portman, who is also on the Yay. Uh-huh. The Awesome Theater, we have that link. August Osage County is still running at the San Jose, San Jose stage. stage. Oh. Terrence is in that. Also, Letitia Duarte is in that. Mm-hmm. Both former um, individuals who have been on this show here. Um, Viet Gong is still running. Um, oh, Jeffrey, um, uh, uh, Jeffrey City Lights. Lowe. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. City Lights Theater. Yeah, City Lights yep. Theater, San Jose. Yeah, Jeffrey Lowe is directing that. Yes. Escape from the Asylum Central Works, that's still going. Uh, that ends April 17th, I believe. Yeah. Um, Unless they extend, but they would have announced that this week. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And Allegiance, Palo Alto Players, uh, that is still going on until May the 8th. Wonderful. Um, um, uh, Mara Sotelo is in that show, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with, I think, um, the internment camps right it is very much yeah Yeah, exactly and we mentioned the three podcasts of course you're listening to the yay you can also listen to black man's heart uh barry graves is running that mallory samara of kcbs radio our consulting producer has connect the dots you can check that out and bindlestiff has the fobcast you can check that out as well Mm -hmm. um jake i know you gotta go um did you enjoy yourself? I had a wonderful time. Thank you so much. Actually, as a matter of fact, could I do a couple of plugs before I go? Absolutely, yeah, 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 please. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, DuelingArts.com. That's where yeah. to go for just any kind of training. and Stage combat. Stage combat training. Absolutely. I'd highly recommend it, especially, especially if you're a physical theater artist. Um, CityofBerkeley.info for... Um, any kind of stage combat training, especially through Dave. That's mm-hmm. what I'm currently Mayor, TAing yeah. with broadsword training. Exactly. Yep. If you ever want to come check out a baseball or softball game, pchbaseball.blogspot.com. Oh, wonderful. Right on. For my baseball, we baseball players, we love having fans yeah. in the stands. What so are you guys' records? What are the news's records? So the news's record, at least when I joined last year, we were 8-4. and four. We got to the playoffs. Yeah, awesome. We unfortunately oh. got swept. But, you oh. know, hey, like okay. we had the taste of it. Yeah. I wanted this year. So you know we're get, we're hey. looking to get it this year. You know what I mean. So now we're one and zero to start the season. Okay, there we go. Second game today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So we're doing that. And then berkeleyrep.org for our softball games. We play softball Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. So you can check out our schedule there. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, and last last quick plug. And also yeah. his birthday was last weekend. Abide Dandakar. Trust me, I know what I'm doing is his podcast. Another podcast. Ah. So this podcast. <clears throat> yeah. And trust me, I know what I'm doing. Two mm-hmm. Bay Area podcasts. I absolutely love it. Absolutely. Oh. Really, really cool. Oh. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's a wonderful Saturday, so let's all get on out of here. Uh, You're listening to this podcast. uh, You're probably listening to it on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, We're also on Spotify. We're also on all of the podcasts that you listen to. If you're an Android user, you can use the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com. The A was created by theater people for theater people. I forgot to mention jerseys. We have jerseys. We have the black. We have the white. Mm. Jake just bought one. Thank yes. you so much. <laughs> Get a jersey. <laughs> Thank you for supporting uh, Bay Area Theater. And the patches are coming in this week. Okay. I was going to ask. <laughs> All righty. The, the Yay was created by theater people for theater people. If you have a show you want to advertise or if you just want to advertise yourself, let us let us know. We're on the Yay 3. That's our Twitter feed. I'm at the Red Space Clay. 
And I'm at Who's Your Hoosier. Jake, how can people find you? Uh, so I'm not really on social media anymore, but Jake okay. Frong on Facebook and JKing510 on Instagram. So that's how you got to work. Me. Right yeah. on. Mm-hmm. There it is, folks. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend. And as Norman and I always say, we, we got to find, find a better, better sign off. And we are out. Out.